Welcome to What Do You Think I'm Al? And I'm C. What are we doing here, C? <laughs> you know, for a second, I thought there was something wrong with like my Zoom call when you paused that long, for the record. But um, what are we doing today? We're reviewing uh, Bo is Afraid. Is, is Bo afraid? Is Bo really afraid? Is that what we're doing here? Bo is anxiety. He's definitely he's definitely got anxiety. I, um, I what, what what are we doing here, folks? What what are we doing here, folks? Like, this movie this movie was technically not three hours long. Yeah, technically it was two hours, sixty nine <laughs> minutes, and thirty two seconds long. So not three hours. Also, I is it true that like a twenty four. Gave him like thirty-five million to do this. Yeah, after they gave the Daniels thirty million to make everything everywhere all at once. Sure. So I can see their reasoning behind this. Uh, that I, that I can. See, I what are we doing here? What are we doing here? <coughs> I'm well, what did, what, what did what did what did we what did we, like, uh, I just, I just you for for the record, you, I think your view is going to be less less. Nice than mine, but we'll Don't see. victim blame me. What? I, I, victim blame you. I I I just don't know. What do you we feel doing like here? you're a victim of this? No, I I feel. I, I just, I just want to sit down with Ari Aster and I just want to ask him. Wait, is, for the record, is it Ari or Ari? I, dude, I don't know. Okay, I'm I don't just know. asking. I don't know. I just I. Uh, okay. All right, folks. Here's some background. Bo is Afraid is a, is a continuation, a reinterpretation of Ari Aster's 2011 short film, Bo. I learned that this morning. I fact. learned that uh, I learned that last night, like before we saw the movie. Like, uh, wow. So in the 2011 short film, <clears throat> Bo, Bo is played by, oh, what's his name? Um, oh, he's actually a good actor, too. Um, well, he, he unfortunately passed away. He was a... Oh, it, I didn't. it was the actor who was in the strange things about the Johnsons. Same, also directed by Ari Aster. Billy Mayo, that that's his name. Billy Mayo. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so basically, it was about it was this little horror short about a man visiting his mother, and uh, originally, uh, it was going to be Ari Aster's directorial debut. Bo is afraid. Uh, he mm-hmm. wanted this to be his first film. Uh, things got in the way of that. Instead, he ended up doing another film that y'all might have heard of called Hereditary. Mm. And then uh, after he finished shooting Hereditary, he got uh, he got uh, he got hired to make a horror film about Scandinavians that mm-hmm. ended up being Midsummer. Yeah. And finally, finally, A24 said, we will give you thirty five million dollars to make that bow movie you wanted to make for so long. And uh, here we are. <laughs> it stars uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, he's the lead. He plays Bo Wasserman, and uh, I—it's a gigantic cast. Like this, it's not an ensemble, but it's—it has such a big cast that it, it'd be exhausting to list them all. Uh, mm-hmm. Suffice to say that uh, Zoe Lister-Jones and Patty Lupon play uh play uh his mother mona wasserman at different points in her life mm-hmm. uh and uh yeah that's pretty much the only other significant recurring character here uh oh and the psychiatrist is a known character actor yeah yeah but but there's there's just so many oh, characters here. yeah there's so many yeah but uh but uh see you haven't answered my question what are we doing here well what are we, we attempting to do here we are attempting to review Bo is afraid. Is that possible? In one hour or less. Is that possible? It has to be. We have to try. We have to try. All you can, all you, there is no, there is, all you can do is try. Do there or is do no not, try. there is no try. You I can't know. even quote Yoda right, dude. Listen, that's how exhausting this movie was. <sighs> yeah. Um, okay. I didn't uh, know it was three hours going into the, by the way. So, I was... Oh God! Uh, I can't imagine. How- I'm sitting there and I'm like, "Wait a minute, we're not done, are we?" Uh, and I'm like, "God damn!" I, I I did know it was three hours, and there was a certain point point in the film. I stepped out. I looked at my watch, and I was like, "We still have ninety minutes." <laughs> oh my God! 
Oh we my still God. have the we have the Mario Brothers movie to go. Oh my God. Um. Okay. So let's just let, let's. Do you want to read the log line? Do you want to go on MDB and read the log line? Would that be a good summary? Of okay. This? Following the sudden death of his mother, a mild-mannered by anxiety-ridden man confronts the darkest fears he as he embarks on an epic Kafka-esque odyssey back home. <laughs> That's Kafka esque is the is the key word here, folks. On IMDb, it says Kafka esque. Kafka esque is the key word here, folks. We have entered a new era of time. IMDb's called something Kafka esque. Holy shit! That's where we're at here, folks. Um, listen, the only background we can give is the background I gave. Like Ariaster is the is the new kid on the is like one of the hot kids on the block in terms of horror uh hereditary and midsummer have been some of the most disturbing films i've seen in a while highly and highly disturbing film and the thing with bo is afraid was that ari aster made it very clear this is not an a horror movie in the traditional sense this is a more like a horror comedy drama type deal yeah uh let so me we did we did know that going in that we yeah let me tell you let me tell you the things he's Ari Aster has called this movie. Let me let me tell you. Ari Aster has called this a four hour long nightmare comedy. He has called this uh, or no, Nathan Lane has called this the Jewish everything everywhere all at once. And, <laughs> and, 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 and this is still Nathan Lane. Nathan Lane's in the movie, folks, by the way. No, I Nathan, know. Nathan Lane has called this an epic tale of guilt and codependency the story of my life <laughs> the jewish version of everything ever all at once oh my god oh my god Ariaster said that he wanted to put the audience in the experience of being a loser mm. Mm. Ariaster has called this a jewish lord of the rings but he's just going to his mom's house that's how this movie's been described by the cast and the director and the writer. Oh my god. So. <sighs> so, how's about see? Yes. We watched the Ow. trailer. Let's just yeah, let's cuz I need a 2 minute break before we do this. Okay. Jesus. Okay. However long the trailer is. I am so sorry. For what your daddy passed down to you. But I wanted a child. The greatest gift of my life. I'm visiting my mother tomorrow. Hi, Carrot. It's Mom. I'm just calling to say that I'm so, so, so excited to see you tomorrow. You're my angel and I love you. Okay. I love you. Okay, bye, sweetie. I love you. Are you at the airport? I'm on my way. I just... It's not safe, is it? What do you think I should do? I'm sure you'll do the right thing, sweetheart. Welcome back. I hit you with my car. What? I know. What was this? That's my little assistant health monitor. Feeling sad about going home, Bo? Must feel totally unreal. I'm supposed to be leaving. I don't know if that's gonna happen. You will walk many miles. Dozens will become hundreds. Hundreds will become thousands. Your adventures will continue for years and years. As soon as you get home. I know. Do you want the truth now? Yes! 
The trailer makes more sense than the movie. Damn. Damn. Am I wrong? Uh, it's about the same for me. Uh, um, Folks, listen. This movie... It, there's a plot, I guess. There is. But there's so many... like. Okay. There's, how, how, there's see, not a plot. Uh, there's a goal. There's a goal. Yeah. See, how about this? Sure. We don't spoil the movie. Okay, fine. Even though it's an incomprehensible mess, there's still things that would be considered spoilers. So let's not spoil yeah. the movie. We don't want to spoil the weird things that happen in it, rather. Yeah. Because um, there is some weird shit that happens in it. To put it lightly. Yeah. I just, I don't, I don't. Is this what he's doing now? I uh, hope not. I hope not. I well, hope not. he's, yeah. I'm saying. Okay, 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 folks. Bo is afraid is nothing is nothing if not ambitious. Yeah, no, that's true. He's yeah. It 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 blows the scope of what he tried to do with Hereditary and Midsummer out of the water. Mm-hmm. That being said, it's just uh, okay. Listen to our review about everything everywhere all at once. One of the things we talked about is how there were so many ideas in that movie, but that the Daniels still seem to be able to to contain them and drive them forward towards the, the resolution of the story, which is great. You yeah. Know? You, you never want the story to be so unwieldy that you don't know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. All the fears I had about everything everywhere all at once, all the fears I had all happened with Bo is afraid. There's just so many ideas here and it's so I don't want to say dense because dense implies that I'm stupid and I didn't get it. No, I got it. It's just, <laughs> it's so much that you're just like, why, 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 why? Why was this thing three hours long? That, why? I, I agree. It shouldn't have been three hours. Few, few <sighs> things need to be three hours these days. Why, why are you, why are you setting this up? Why are you setting that up? Why does this go nowhere? Why does that go nowhere? Why is this here? Why is that thing like that? Why? There's no time because I got to, I got to show you the next why I can never show you the how I just got to show you the next why. And I'm just like, okay, is it over? Cause I'm tired and I want to go to bed and I want to, I want to, I want to have dinner, have a, have a non-toxic conversation with my parents. This is, <laughs> this is, <sighs> This, like, like, is this what Woody Allen's therapists feel after every session? Oh, 100%. They're like, okay, this, this, just, you, you, you went on so many different tangents and it all just yeah. went back to your mother. Yeah, it and, all, it's all back to his mother. And, and instead, and it, instead of just listening to me, you're just going to take her call and leave. Okay, whatever. Um, uh, I, Okay, the film is about this guy named Bo. Obviously, has some sort of mental illness. He sees a psychiatrist. He's gonna go visit his mom the next day. He lives in a really, really shitty town in the really, really, really shitty part of that shitty town. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing the movie never, ever cares to explain, and I'm not. This isn't a point against the movie. It's just, it's just, a, it's, I'm just stating a fact. The movie never cares to explain whether what we're seeing is how Bo experiences the world through his that, no, through yes through the I fog. Actually, had an issue with that myself. through the fog of his mental illness, or if that's literally the world he's experiencing. The movie never cares to answer that. Never cares to even. It, it just shows you, and it's like, I guess it wants you to make the decision. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that leads to just some confuse, like, like your, your brain's going to be fighting you going like, well, is this, is this legit? Is this just in his head? Who knows? Yeah. Um, and when you have that cloud over, over you as, as you're experiencing the story and then he just keeps throwing more and more shit at you at some point you just disengage because there's nothing to ground you. There's nothing like, I guess Ari Aster basically was expecting that the performances to ground you to the character, which I got to give one credit there. And this is one thing we see. I think we agreed on when we left 
only Joaquin Phoenix could have like should have and could have been cast in this. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's so credit to Ari Aster. There, he understood that Joaquin Phoenix was the only actor who could do this and make it work. Yeah, that I'll admit fully. Yeah. So in that sense, he did get. So that's where I gotta admit. We may not agree with certain things about this movie, but based on that casting choice alone, Ari knew what he was doing in that sense. Now, we don't agree. We may not agree with it, but he understood what this movie needed to be and the the strength this movie needed to have, regardless of the actual outcome. Um, But it's shocking. It's amazing that he did get that part very right. Yeah, it's just... The problem is, is that... Okay. My biggest issue with the film is that there are so many ideas, so so many aesthetics, so many, uh, 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 not cliche, so many, uh, well, maybe cliche in the old term, like like pattern that repeats itself. There's Mm -hmm. so, there's so many visuals. There's so much stuff being thrown at you that my problem with the movie is that I don't think Ari Aster did a good enough job to take out what was just superfluous, what really was just redundant, and just keep the stuff that was getting the point across. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, like, like No, it, it had some fat you could trim, without a doubt. In, I in think every we may sense of the word. In every yeah. sense of the word. Like, for me, everything could have been trimmed. Not just the minutes, but also the the the, the things done, the things done, the things that were in the frame, the way the camera, a lot of things. Like like this thing was just so unwieldy. Like I just, you know, I was I was watching a reviewer who was comparing this to uh, to another horror movie that has kind of developed a cult, uh, a horror movie that developed a cult following called The Empty Man. Mm-hmm. And I love The Empty Man. I think it's great. Uh, see, when you watched it, you, you told me like, you were like, I feel like, I feel like I watched the first, the first cut of mm-hmm. a movie. And then I looked into it and it turns out you were right that they never, they never did a second pass at it. They just released it like that because Fox was sold to Disney and they got it. They had to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. And I, we talked, I talked to you. I was like, yeah, it's really long and stuff, but I thought it really worked. And you, you told me. Oh, there was so many things you could have cut, but still very, very compelling. Mm-hmm. And now, having watched Bo is Afraid, and as far as I can tell, this is Ari Aster's final cut. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh. Yeah, this, he got final cut on this. There's no denying he that. Got, no, this is what happened. He, he got the assembly cut, and it just... Probably four hours or some crap. Four hours, and they said, okay, what's, what's, what's your final cut? And he goes... He goes, okay, give me like a day. Just cuts out a random hour here and there. Mm-hmm. He's like, here you go. I just, it's so much. I don't know. You, you give your ideas. I'm, I'm trying to. I, I know. I know, buddy. I know, buddy. So here's my thing. I think this, mo- this movie manages to sprinkle, have compelling sprinkles throughout the mo- most of the movie, which is what makes, which is what kept me going for a while. I'll admit. <clears throat> Um, oh, see one, one, one other thing. Yeah. As far as we can explain, the plot is that, uh, Bo through ambiguous reasonings, Bo misses a plane, a plane ticket to meet his mom. And, uh, and, uh, unfortunately she dies a pretty gruesome death and through other weird things he ends up getting ran over by a random couple and they're healing him as he's trying to get better to go to her funeral because right now uh she's uh they're sitting shiva but they can't bury her because a member of her family has to bury her because that's how that's how jewish funerals work if i'm not mistaken and every day she's not buried is a humiliation because in jewish custom you have to bury the person almost immediately as quickly as humanly possible. As quickly as humanly possible. So that's the plot as far as we can, as far as it can be explained. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those that are wondering. So say continue. So 
this movie manages to sprinkle moments of compulsion or compelling moments and moments of compulsion actually uh throughout throughout the first two acts where i well that's the other thing i need to mention this movie does not have three acts it has five you literally feel the five acts of this movie like throughout I felt like I was watching uh, a movie that was just five short films. Actually, that's another way to put it. Yes. Like, like but, it felt like, it felt like how um, Moonlight was like three very distinct short films in one movie. This yes. felt like five very distinct short films in one movie. No. Yeah. That, that actually, I agree with. So you see these five short, okay. These five short films, all very different from each other. Uh, very loosely stitched together through the, th- through the through line of Joaquin Phoenix trying to go, trying to visit his mother or go to his mother's funeral at this point. And you know, when you, okay, a lot of film majors or people in the world of film will search out the anthology movies that not a lot of people check out. And there's always the good ones and always the bad ones for me. While a majority of them were good, at the end of the day, there were there wasn't one that was perfect, and there wasn't one that um but there were there were at least two that were very weak and not needed. So you're sitting there watching this thing, and for me, the first three shorts or acts or whatever. I'm fully with it. But then by the fourth one, when I'm thinking like, okay, time to wind down, time to like come to its conclusion. Because remember, I didn't know it was going to be three hours as I'm sitting there. So when we get to the fourth moment, I'm like, okay, we're coming to a close. We're coming to a close. And then the movie does this really fun thing where it just keeps going. (laughs) And as it keeps going, it just breaks down a lot. Um, And... Yeah, you're just sitting there at one point. And I will not say what it is we see, but there's something we see, which in the trailer, the woman goes, you want to know the truth? Here it is. And we see it. And not only is it horrific and disgusting and weird, it's also unhelpful and unnecessary. So... It didn't stick the landing, but I will. I I do respect Ari for Ari Aster for trying to do something like this. I really do. I think at the end of the day, this movie will be compared to films like Everything Everywhere All at Once and Synected in New York. And for my money, I would say it's not as good as Everything Everywhere All at Once by a lot, but it is better than Synected in New York. But I also I also personally did not enjoy Synected. York. And yes, folks, I am a fan of Charlie Kaufman. I just didn't like Synecdoche. But I Did think... you like this more or less than men? <sighs> here's the here's the thing. You know what the difference is? I knew what men was about from going in. I saw the trailer and I'm like Yes, you had questions, fine. But in general, you like understood what this is by the early part of the second act. You got it. There were plenty of problems with that, nonetheless. But you under- you're like, okay, this is what this is. Also, with men, men had an incredibly compelling backstory. A truly powerful and emotionally driven backstory that this movie does not have. So that is the big difference too. And you, we we talked about men in our in our in that episode so you can listen back. We acknowledge that men that the scene that explains where the where the lead is now in men is incredibly well done. All <laughs> right. We, so that's that's why men goes above. All right. You like this more or less than I'm thinking of ending things. Oh, is that harder? That's harder. You see where I'm going with this, right? I know where you're going with this. <laughs> I understand where you're going with this. I, I, okay. 
I understand where you're going with it, where you've got these cool visuals and this interesting way of doing things, but there's an symbolism out the ass symbolism, metaphor out, out the ass symbolism out the dick. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Um, so I, I completely see where you're going with it. So then if you're going to compare all of these movies, obviously everything ever all at once is like the pinnacle. It's the best one that I can think of. But but, but 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 everything ever all at once has a bunch of shit, but it's grounded in rules and I I know that's weird to say. It's grounded yeah. in rules and there's a there's a very distinct there's a very clear reality for our characters mm. and then the reality for the audience. And yes. these other movies, uh not so much men, but definitely I'm thinking of ending things and definitely Bo is afraid. And is, definitely Synecdoche, New York. Oh, and definitely Synecdoche, New York, is that the reality is never clear. And when it's not clear, we just don't know, well, what's affecting our characters? What isn't? What is, what, what are we, what are we, see, when we don't know what to perceive, we either perceive everything or perceive nothing, mm-hmm. right? And and that was my biggest problem with the movie is that he's Ari Aster's throwing so much shit at us that like yeah individually it works but in the context of the whole film the context of the whole story of Bo I'm like well what's what is what is real to Bo and when you're like well everything's real it's like well obviously not that can't uh, be it can't be um, if it is then you know if it is then you then holy shit then holy shit and you're losing you're losing the story or you're, you're like like you don't make a story about a dog trying to find like well you could you could make a story about a dog trying to find his friend cat and it ends up being a giant war between england and france sure right you can't go from that scope to that giant scope on a dime you could but you gotta you gotta thread that needle really well and i just don't think Gary Astor did that well and I think a big chunk of that is the fact that he basically threw things that's he threw things on a wall and he went he did the David Lynch thing of like, there it is. What is this? I'm not telling you, you figure it out. Well Or it's not even that. It's like, well, I know what it is to me, but what is it to you? And I do hate when people say that. Like, granted, I understand that at the end of the day the audience will decide the meaning of something, sometimes more than the actual creator of it. But when you just rely on the audience to decide for themselves fully, which is basically what he did, you have a big problem. You really do. Because then you're like, it, it's, the, it's the Dadaism of movies at that point. Where it's no, like, that, that's exactly it. This was very Dadaist. And I, and listen, not, okay, maybe not fully Dadaist because there is a point. And remember, Dadaism yeah, is that there is no there's point. There's no point, yes. But there is a point. And and the point's very obvious. It's very very obvious. It's 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 toxic codependency with your parents. That's very obvious. That point is come across very clearly. The problem is is that we don't connect with Bo as a character because we have know. we we just first of all like the 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 big problem is is the way Ari Aster directs Joaquin Phoenix is very is for him to be very stunted uh so that's like a lot of pauses a lot of like looking around a, a lot of like awkward beats and wes anderson does that with his actors and his movies and i just hate it i hate it i hate it i hate it i listen it's fine like if, if he, he obviously suffers from some sort of mental illness that's fine but when you're telling me to connect with a character who has a phone who has the phone in his hand and is just staring at it for hours and you're like okay connect with this i'm like how how you you're making him be very unapproachable intentionally so um obviously that goes away after the first act after the first segment he he becomes more grounded but then everyone else is just so weird and yes the movie tries to give you a reason for it but like then you're just wondering like how how the hell does that work? Right? How 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 are these things related? How is this related to like the bigger story that's being told? And you're just confused. But then by that point, Ariaster has moved you on to the next segment, which you're like, well, what's the point of this? 
Well, it 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 shows you uh, this side of Bo that he wouldn't have seen if it wasn't for his mom, and you're like, yeah, but this is almost twenty minutes, dude. Jesus, <laughs> and I don't know. It just it was a lot. It was a lot, and like, you know, when someone prints a sign that's way too big, you read the words, you know what it says, but you're like, that sign is still obnoxiously too big for your building. Yeah, that's what this movie was to me. Like, I, I, I see what it's trying to communicate. I can read it clearly, but it's just too obnoxiously big. What about you? Uh, it <sighs> Again, I'm still at the whole... I keep going back to the idea that I can... S- we know what he was trying to do. We know what Ari. It's was very doing. obvious. It's very, very obvious. obvious. It's very obvious. And I, I genuinely can appreciate it. I genuinely can. I just think I'm genuinely wondering if there's a version of this that works if it had been cut down. Like, is that if it wasn't that was, so self-indulgent? What I'm asking is, Al, is if this wasn't as long you actually didn't change the plot or premise or anything. You just made it less long. Does this suddenly work in your opinion? I mean, like shave off an hour, shave off an hour. Okay. But still, but you'd have to assume things are reshot so that the same, about the same amount of stuff happens, but it's not as long. Okay. Uh, I think this movie can work if it's obviously if it's not as long. Um, if Ari Aster doesn't direct Joaquin Phoenix, especially in the first half, in such a way where you're like, we get it, you have a mental illness, but just you're, I I feel like he just directed you to to just up uh, just forcefully not be able to communicate with people. Um, you know, uh, because here here's the thing when. When you write a character in such a way where they do something unreasonable just because, because you, they need to do something unreasonable to move the story along. Uh, and it's always a just because you got to rewrite that. Yeah. Um, you know, like there's a scene where Bo's in a bathtub and like it, he, he's in the bathtub for such a long time when a normal person would have immediately gotten out mm-hmm. and you're, I was just like, why is he in there? Or, or when he's talking to someone on the phone and the scene is just there just to drag out the, the tension of Bo having that phone conversation. And you're just like, why doesn't Bo just ask like this or that, or Bo try to confirm what's going on with his mom, who at that point was probably dead. And stuff like that. And it's mostly in the first half. By the second half, he's he's a guy who's like, wait, he, he, he's a guy who's like reasonable, who makes logical choices. But in the first half, he doesn't. And if you fix that, it, it makes Bo more approachable and more grounded as a human being. Um, I think, honestly, I, I think you, you gotta, you, you gotta clue us in over what's, like, like if we're seeing everything through Bo's eyes and you're like, okay, then we're watching everything through the eyes of a guy who's fogged up on drugs that are on, on antipsychotics. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe a, something to, to clear it. Cause if not, we're like, well, what is this? This, this obviously isn't real, but you don't want to, you, you're making it seem like it's real, but we know it's not. So what, what's going on? Um, and I don't know. It's, it's just like, I was just gonna. All I'll say is I can't wait for this to be on Criterion. You know it is. No, you know obviously. You know they'll eat. Because I love Criterion. I do, for the record. But they do have this new habit where they've decided certain directors are like can only piss gold, and I yeah. think they've decided that Ari is one of them. Really? Um, well, because both of his movies are uh, Criterion. Bullshit! Really? Uh, I know Midsommar is, wow. and I think. Um, I'm pretty sure Hereditary is because I know the only because they Criterion loves Ari Aster and they love uh the um 
They love Wes Anderson. I know that. They much. love they love Wes Anderson, but they also I'm talking about younger ones. The the brothers, uh Safety brothers. The Safety brothers. But even with the Safties, they only have they they don't have good time on there, they just have uh uncut gems. Mm-hmm. Um and that was the big shock because it was so such a new movie put on there. But yeah. I think I don't know. I I always I've said this before on the podcast. But I do love when a filmmaker pushes the envelope. But what I also don't like is when a filmmaker pushes the envelope in a really big way. And by big way, I mean with a lot of money and then doesn't succeed. Because the sad thing is Hollywood will then decide, oh, well, then we just shouldn't do that. We shouldn't push the envelope with this stuff anymore. And then you'll see a bunch of crap come out, like mundane crap come out for a while but so it is a shame that i don't even know the box office numbers but i i doubt this film is gonna do super well just based on the runtime and based on how subversive it is in its own ways um although the theater we were at was pretty crowded but that was pretty much opening night too so that probably helped um so i i i do i i do get mad when films when films go big and don't go home like they don't succeed but you know that's part of the nature of art in many ways so it's just sad to see that Ari you know didn't stick the landing with something like this because I think there is something there you know it's very you know it's we've already discussed it's very much you know everything ever all at once it's very John Malkovichy. uh it has that vibe and you know this is this is Ari Aster doing Charlie Kaufman Yes, it absolutely is Ari Aster doing Charlie Kaufman. Um, and you can tell this is very personal for him, too. Literally. He really puts he puts it out there. But I think the difference is, instead of trying to figure out his own personal thing and portray it in a story, he just went very literal and pulled the weirdest shit from his head. Because that's the other thing I think he's going to be embarrassed about. is I think a lot of this truly is in his head. I think that's what we've realized. Is that he is kind of crazy? I I don't out. think I don't think he's like embarrassed about that. Nor should he be. I think no no. Yeah, here, yeah. Here's the problem. He he. It's very it's very. It's it's very interesting. Not interesting. It's like when I see here that he specifically references Franz Kafka in the logline. I'm like okay, he's doing metamorphosis. One day I woke up and I was a cockroach, <laughs> and you know there's never. There's never an explanation why he's a cockroach. He's a cockroach. Blah, 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 blah. Um, and in this movie, things happen. There's never any explanation. It's just how they are. Blah, blah, blah. The problem, the problem is, is that when you have all these ideas where this is this and this is that, and it's because it is, blah, blah, blah. When everything is, it is because it just is. There's, it's such a level of unreality that you cannot immerse yourself. And maybe he didn't want us to immerse ourselves. Or maybe he's like, I just want people to, the only connection between this, the audience and the story is through my characters and through the performances. And that's fine. Especially when you're hiring like top of the top of their game actors, like Joaquin Phoenix, like, yeah. Uh, But it's just so much stuff, so much stuff. And I really do feel like no producer was willing to go to Ari Aster and say like, Hey man, you need to kill your darlings because it's not even that it's a three hour long movie. It's just that, it's so like it's really hard to find the 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 grounding element in this whole thing it's so just there's just so many crazy things and and the people listen i'm the first to say that a lot of blockbusters now are very formulaic assembling line safe. driven safe stuff like that i'm the first to admit that um, I'm also the first to admit that when a movie goes overboard and trying to be different and trying to have just so much crazy shit on the frame on the screen that you're, you're always going to be left bewildered. The thing is that when that movie, you put so much thing on the screen that you, it blocks the screen. You can't connect. It can't go through the screen anymore. Right. And when that happens, like, again, it's like, what's the point of watching this when there's so much crazy shit happening on the screen versus this shit where okay it's just spider-man fighting the villain blah 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 and end of the day like you're still going to just disassociate because there's no 
There's no authentic, authentic human element there to, to grab hold to you. And I'm not saying Bo is Afraid is inauthentic. It is very authentic. It's very much true to, to the spirit of Ari Aster and whatever fucked up neuroses he has. Mm-hmm. It's just that, quite frankly, he has so many ideas and it doesn't seem like he knew how to filter the ideas out that were just going to bog down the movie. At least that's my thought. I don't know. Well, what do you think? When I first walked out, I will say, I really felt like he wanted to, I think, speaking speaking directly to just the visuals of the entire movie. I think he had five different visual styles of film that he wanted to do, but he realized he didn't want to spend five feature films doing it. So he just put them all in one. And then he found that he could work that with a very simple story. I genuinely think that rather than him, because I rather than him just like putting just, I I think it was a touch more than just seeing what, what shit stuck. I think genuinely he had like different things he's wanted to achieve, but he just decided to take a bit of a shortcut and make one really long movie instead of five or three different movies. And I think that sadly bit him in the ass a bit. I think he decided to bite off more than he could chew. He, this was his, I think in certain ways, this was an attempt at a magnum opus. Um, I will add, uh, you sent, when you sent me the, um, his criterion closet picks and listening to those. Granted, I didn't know a lot of the movies that he was talking about, but I looked some of them up afterwards and recognizing some of the movies he did mention and his favorite parts of those movies. I understood him a little bit more. You often can when you understand a filmmaker's like favorite stuff. And I finally understood that he genuinely he sees movies a very different way than most people. And I, I know that's a lot of people. That's, that's, not, that's not the most unique thing in the world. But genuinely, I think certain things that he finds compelling, certain people might not find as compelling. Now, he's clearly capable of achieving something that is compelling for anybody because he's created two, I'll, I'll admit, incredibly powerful horror movies. And I think at least one of them is going to be talked about for years. And that's fully his doing. Um, But I think, you know, that intensity that you see in his horror, in his two horror movies, I think he didn't decouple that from this. And when you don't, you suddenly have a, it becomes too much for some people. Mm -hmm. And that's definitely... That is probably one of the film's greatest faults is that he thought the wavelength people get on with a horror movie is not the wavelength they get on with every movie. Nor yeah. should it be. No, and it no, can- no. And I think he would disagree, but unfortunately he might be wrong there if that's what he thinks. I, I would say, though, that like one of the positives I will give about this film is that Ari Aster knows how to make a visual gag. And mm-hmm. they're pretty good ones. Um like the jokes here, the jokes that are supposed to hit, <coughs> and they hit pretty well. Um, I would say the he's very good at casting because he knows who to cast. He he knows who to cast for a role that requires a joke and just the right level of of darkness in it. So, like I said, Nathan Lane's in this movie. So is Richard Kind. So is um. Uh, it's a lot of great character actors. A lot, a lot of yeah, Amy Ryan. Um, uh, like I said earlier, Zoe Lister Jones. Uh, there's some cameos here that I don't want to spoil. Uh, oh, well, there's one cameo I can spoil. So, uh, 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 the rabbi who's at the funeral. See, do you know who that was? Uh, you mean the rabbi in the video? Yeah. I didn't recognize him, no. That's David Mamet. Are you serious? Yeah, that's David Mamet. He had David Mamet. That's, that, okay, you know what? Good for him. That's <laughs> funny. That's a funny, and that's the other thing. This movie had really subtle nods that were very interesting. Like, there was a brand, which I think was the mother's, br- the brand yeah, of the yeah, mother. Yeah, MW. Yeah, MW. 
that was everywhere. But like even in the movie, like it was one of the logos in the movie. It was in the food he ate. Using that was really clever. Like this movie grazed on some really interesting ideas, but only in the background and the peripherals. Yeah. And I wish those were brought forward. Yeah. Like this. Okay. I'm going to, okay. I am saying this now. I'm going to spoil one peripheral thing. Uh-huh. There's a peripheral intent that's given that suggests that the mother used her son in all like of the in all of the promotional material and all of the t- for testing all of the products and everything else with her company. Just anything related to her company, she sort of used her son as a means to an ends for it. And that would have been a way more interesting thing to show that. That would have been horrific in its own way it would have been a great critique on the idea of hollywood parents so to speak but the fact that they can exist in other realms in other worlds in other places and i think something with that really could have been very compelling and not scary like boo scary but horrifying truly horrifying and they touch it but then it goes back to just this man's relationship with sex and his mom and ra- and not like what his mom like i i was more interested in what the movie was implying his mom did to him yeah than, than what we saw now yeah exactly and and then uh there's there's an element in this film where i'm like i, I was thinking and i kept thinking i'm like okay what was the point of this element which was we get a we get a there's a whole sequence that's like an extended flashback and then it ultimately ends up like a joke and my thing was like okay i get it i get i get the joke i get the point but like it wasn't even a a main element of the again the movie's about the relationship between him and his mom why don't you just get rid of that and just focus on the relationship between him and his mom like if the relationship is so bad like the movie's implying we pretty much get that okay his relationship with other women is probably not not great yeah like that that right there you could have cut like 20 minutes at least but you know, um, there's one segment that I thought was totally like a, a, just a total derailment of the movie. See, you really liked it. Um, visually. I did some visually. Yeah, I did some research. The the whole he, the most he said about the film is that oh oh yeah he said very little hasn't he? Well, well the most he said about the most he said about that sequence is that oh. Uh, it's kind of him opening it's kind of him like like arts opening his eyes to what could have been mm-hmm. and i'm like you you wasted 20 minutes to explain something that another movie could have explained in i don't know two like you have him sit there come to the realization like wow this this thing i'm watching opened my eyes instead we have literally 20 minutes of of a gorgeous like sequence kind that kind of reminded me of of the last dance sequence of La La Land. Well, it reminded me of that, and also there's a um. Have you ever seen the film The Red Shoes? Uh, I might have. I, I don't remember. It's an older movie, which, by the way, it's it's like Martin Scorsese's favorite movie. Uh, it's beautiful, but it's basically it's kind of like an early version of Black Swan, but more like this dancer takes these magical shoes on and they kind of dance for her. But there's this entire sequence where she's dancing through different productions all at once in a rapid succession. And it's really cool to watch. But that's what I got that from. Now, to be clear, the, the, what was going on in, both, in each sequence is very different. But the way it's portrayed of a single person kind of going through these different, this different changing environment was very similar and i'd be very curious to see if there was any inspiration there because i know ari and uh and um and martin scorsese have talked before or at least martin scorsese has acknowledged that he admires ari to an extent or not admires but he liked hereditary quite a bit um so i'd be curious to see if they've talked in that way or anything like that Mm. yeah I, i again like, let me ask you this in kind of a big picture question. Sure. Um, I, I don't mind weird. 
I, I think weird is fine. Uh, I thought weird was fine and everything everywhere all at once. Yeah. At what point did you think, okay, the overwhelmingness of the weird here is just kind of distracting from me connecting with the story? Did you feel that way? I, I, I started feeling that way when, when, you know, the, when we see him in the shitty part of a shitty town and all the homeless people are basically like, like, they're they're basically like Sean Hannity's nightmare of homeless people. <laughs> and... I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. Sean Hannity's nightmare of homeless people. <laughs> That's really funny. Okay, I'm and... sorry. Al. I'm just picturing Sean Hannity watching this movie, and he's like, "Oh God, how did he see that?" Um, and, and like, like folks, there's literally a guy there called, uh, naked boy stab man. He's literally just a butt naked middle-aged guy who stabs people. So, okay. Okay. So I understand what you're saying. That's when you dropped off because the weirdness was just so much because, because it, okay. I hate to say it. It it became obnoxious. It was obnoxious. Like, like. Like it was so over the top that I, it, I, I thought I, it was so dis- it, it became distracting. It really so did. My, my thing is that each vignette, so to speak, I would have that moment where I was like, this is too much. And then the next part, there'd be at least one moment that would bring me back. And that would, that was up until the fourth one, then I was gone. But prior to that, I would go, okay, I'm interested. Now I'm losing me. Now it's grabbing me back. Now it's losing me. Like the best example there is yes, with the crazy Sean Hannity nightmare of homeless people uh, happened. I was like specifically the scene in the convenience store. I'm like, all right, this is ridiculous. This is crazy. But then the bit with the some of the bits with Nathan Lane were so great afterwards that I was brought back down. But then he's see, running see, in the forest, and I'm like, what the fuck again? Okay, so the sequence with Nathan Lane and Amy Ryan, I felt like there was no, like... There was weird stuff, but it never got obnoxious. Uh-huh. Uh, and then the, the sequence afterwards, the one that I don't think was very necessary, there was never anything really weird. It, it was fine, right? Yeah. But then, obviously, the, the, the fourth one, that was just so out there. I was like, ah, fuck this. And then the well, very last... Yeah, yeah. And the last one was just so, so out there. I was like... You know, like before the credits rolled, I was just like, okay, whatever. You, you know? know, one thing I've also noticed, and this has both been a, a review I saw about this <laughs> and about other movies as well, is that now, because there's a, from the moment of, because, okay, if you include everything overall at once, there have been three very out there and weird movies. You know, there's everything ever all at once. There's, um, oh my God, the one with Idris Elba, uh, 3,000 Years of Longing. Which was less weird. It was. It was shockingly. That's the most grounded. Right. Uh, that's so weird. <laughs> that's so weird. That that's the most grounded one. And now this. Uh, be Bo is afraid. So, with all three of them, there's at least one critic who said who called them a cult hit in the making. So it's interesting that that's now being said a lot. Like that's like when did that start happening? Is that very recent? Is that like the thing now to like when a movie's really out there and expensive, but people aren't fully vibing with, with the exception of everything over all at once. Is that like what we're doing now? We just, we acknowledge that it's going to be big later. Like, is that a thing people are doing? Have you noticed that at all? I, I have noticed that. Uh, I would <laughs> say, I would say what it is, is that people see something and they're like, oh, well, this is going to appeal to the underground folk. And that's why, why, why they call it that. Um, I, I've, I've been looking at comments over review threads for this movie and a lot of people are like, oh, I'm just so glad it's something weird and different. Um, That's actually yeah, one of, uh, uh, there's a, I won't mention him by name, but there's a critic we both watch who has turned us on to some other movies that ended up being really good, but that's what he said. That's literally what he said. And I disagreed with him on that. It's like, I'm just glad it got made because it's so weird. It's like, I do agree with you, Al, that that can't be the only reason to make something like this. Yeah, it can't be the only reason. And listen, sure, you could say, well, it's authentic to me. 
I'm like, yeah, great. But or no, we know, Ari. We, we know, know we know. But yeah. you've been able to to distill that into compelling narrative, and you just didn't do that here. And I'm sorry. Uh, uh, if you want to just show crazy images and give off crazy vibe, make an art installation. In a movie, you gotta have. In the movie, the narrative's gotta make sense, and I just don't feel like it did here. And people are kind of dismissing the narrative because they're like, "Yeah, it's weird, and we want weird because we're tired of the MCU." Like, that's fine. That's so, great. I'm tired of the MCU yeah. too. But like, like, okay, look at it this Respond way. Respond with something compelling. L- l- not l- look, weird. look at it this way. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons, right? I know it's weird comparing Bo's afraid to Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Dungeons and Dragons, for all its faults has a very clear, concise narrative that's compelling and makes you care for the characters. And in the end, you want to see them succeed. Yeah. That's, that's all we, that's what I want. I want a good, interesting narrative with compelling characters. Same with Suzume. You know, I really like the story. I really like the characters. The story made me like the characters more. And when I left, I had a really great time here in Bo is afraid there's there's a diamond in the rough with the character of Bo. This is a guy who has a toxic relationship with his mom, is fucked up, okay. But the narrative is so out there and just so intentionally obtuse over what's going on that at the end I'm like, okay, I'm 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 done. Directed by written and directed by Arrest. Okay, cool, I'm done. Bye. Yeah. And I'm I'm sorry, like, you know, it's weird. Great. You know, you know what else is weird? Playing flamingos. Who likes watching that over and over? <laughs> who? Who? No one. Uh, you know what no else one. is weird? Freddy got fingered. Do you? Yep. Do you? Like, like, listen. At least Freddy got fingered is ninety minutes. That's true. And it's and I'm I'm sorry. I'm I don't mean to to compare Ari Aster to Tom Green, although they'd probably both be. Uh, they'd get along. They'd sure. get along, and, and they'd both be flattered. But <laughs> yeah. But but the the so Freddy got fingered. Uh, Gordy has a bad relationship with his dad, and he basically like touches a horse's dick. And then uh, and there's another scene with no reason at all. He's in a scuba suit in the shower, and then his dad throws him out of the shower. Yeah, it makes no sense. It's it's weird, and, and it's supposed to be funny, but it's weird and it's disgusting. In here. It's it's weird. It's supposed to be compelling and dramatic, um, but it's just it's not disgusting. You're just kind of like befuddled. So I'll I'll give Bo's Afraid credit. It's not as disgusting as Freddy Got Fingered. That's true. But, but you know, it's still that same problem where you're like, we're just gonna put a bunch of weird shit, a bunch of crazy shit on the screen, and eat it up because you want to see something different. Or it's either this or MCU. And I'm like, no, there's there's like, in between. There's in between. You know, I don't yeah. know. So, uh, see, how about how about you give your your rating? This is a what the fuck did I just watch? It does have a fuck in there, but not in the way you think. Like, there's something here that I acknowledge, uh, and it is authentic. But so are many other things that aren't good. So it is a what the fuck did I just watch? This to me is is a fucking meh. It's no no. Let me take that back. It's uh. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's meh. It's it's a it's a it's a it's a meh. like I don't want to say this sucks because because <laughs> technically this is a very well made movie. There's obvious like listen, if a movie sucks is because it couldn't get its idea across. This movie got its idea across. It's just yeah. it's <sighs> listen. Sometimes less is more. I wish we'd remember that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a really good story here about a guy who's fucked up because of his billionaire mom. Yeah. There's a great story in there somewhere. It's buried, buried under that 180 minutes. (laughs) It's buried under 180 minutes. Jesus. And 30 seconds. Yeah. I... Listen. Hereditary... Fucked me up. Midsummer fucked me up even more. This one just I was just frustrated. Um I hope this isn't Ari Aster's career path going forward. I'm not saying I want him to just do horror movies. No, I'm saying no, no. I'm saying I want him to 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 I, I want him to scale back. 
The scale was too big. Scale that's actually so. Ridley Scott once said that that's one of the biggest problems you find with these young directors is they get too big too fast. Yeah, they they don't understand to take a breather, to take a breath for just a moment, and build up to the big thing they're trying to do. Because if you go super big, super quick, you're you're fucked. Yeah, usually. Um, yeah, I I think he needs to scale back. Uh, make another genre film, not horror. Like if he wants to make a sci-fi movie, that or uh, a rom-com or whatever, just, just not whatever this was. Cause this was, I feel like we just witnessed his heaven's gate. Um, a lot of people are really into it because it's weird, but yeah. I, I, I will pay m- people money to rewatch that. Like mm-hmm. after the three hours go like, okay, watch it again. And yeah. see, see what they and they'll say. be like. No, they'll exactly. Like, oh God. No. They'll be like, oh, fuck that shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Okay. But it's over. It's done. No, no more Bo is Afraid for us. Uh, oh, yeah. So this has been our review of Bo is Afraid. This is What Do You Think? I'm Al. And I'm exhausted. And I'm your mother. I'm your mother. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>